truth. 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 Welcome to Trusting the Truth with Samuel Tolley, where we view the world through the lens of Jesus Christ. We do not view Jesus Christ through the lens of the world. How are you doing, Samuel Tolley? Today we want to talk about hide and seek gender identities. And the reason why I call it hide and seek is because we're not just talking about, well, we're definitely not talking about grown folks hiding their gender ideology. Today, we're mostly talking about children hiding their gender identity, excuse me, and children hiding their gender identity with the help of grownups um, legally. Now, when I was a child many years ago, um, they used to have a thing. Well, they still do. I just went on a website and saw that the term PTA, Parent Teachers Association, still exists. But when I was a child, it existed in a different form. Now, it wasn't called the Teachers Parent Association. It was a Parent Teacher Association. Parents were at the forefront. Parents were... <clears throat> in charge and actually they worked with the teachers for the betterment of the education of the children today i don't even know what's going on as far as parent involvement i hearken back to the i think it was 2022 um or was it 2020 i'm not sure election of governor yonkin in virginia where he won because Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat nominee, just flat out told the truth that in their opinion, um, the children belong to the state. The children could be educated the way they wanted the children to. And the parents in Virginia, you know, just went in an uproar and they wouldn't elect him because they still felt that they were in charge. But all that time and time before, there's been a sinister undercurrent going on, whereas, in fact, the teachers um, believe that they need to supersede the parents. And in fact, in their mindset, protect the children against the parents, particularly if these children think they're transgender. And there's an article on both coasts the West Coast and the East Coast. We're going to start with the East Coast and look at the state of New York. Let me get this out of here. In the state of New York, oh, hold on a second. Let me get myself straightened out. Get to the beginning of this article. Okay. Uh, New York schools told to keep children's gender identities secret from families in some cases. I mean, this is amazing to me. Parents send their children to school with the idea that they're sending them to a safe haven. They're sending them to a place where they're going to be educated and protected. That's not the case anymore. In New York, guidance advised schools to accept students' gender identity based on personal assertion. <clears throat> Let's read further. Um, this is by John Brown of Fox News, talking about uh, Grace Christian Academy headmaster Stephen Schultz joined Fox News to discuss the op-ed that blows the whistle on how educators are promoting controversial issues like transgenderism in the classroom. The New York State Education Department released 42 pages of new guidance for the public schools Monday. And this, um, I don't have the date on here, excuse me. Um, that includes a section about keeping children's gender transitions a secret from parents in some cases. The report entitled creating a safe and supportive and affirming school environment for transgender 
and gender expansive students, whatever that is, maintains that a student's gender identity should be based on the student's own assertion and that administrators should keep such information from families if they deem it necessary. Let's look at the document in question. <clears throat> Hold on a second. Let me pull it up. So here it is. The creating a safe, supportive, and affirming environment for transgender and gender expansive students. Uh, 2023 legal updates and best practices. Now, this is a very interesting document. And I suggest, if you really want to see it, download it. Look up this article. You can get the PDF file. It's easily available to anyone. I want to show you some information that I gleaned from it on pages 16 and 17. So I'm going to, I'm going to shut it off. Hold on a second. I'm going to scroll through it quickly. I'll, I'll bring it back up in a minute. Okay, let's get it back up here. Now let's look at this on page 16. At the bottom, it says family knowledge of the student's transition. This is a document for school administrators, nurses, coaches, anybody in the school system that the student can come to and feel safe and protected. It says, the student is in charge of their gender transition and the school's role is to provide support. Now, this is amazing to me. When I, my children were going to school in California, if my daughter would have so much as brought an aspirin to school because she had menstrual cramps or something, they would have kicked her out, maybe even called the police because they would have said that she had drugs on her. But how twisted the mentality is in these school systems. At the very same time, there was a law in California that if my daughter <clears throat> was pregnant and didn't want me to know, she could tell the school administrators that she's pregnant and they would take her to get an abortion without my knowledge or permission. That law is still in effect in the state of California. Let's continue here. If a student has formally requested to transition at school, the school administrator or another trusted adult, preferably trained in support of LGBTQ and gender expansive students, can meet with the student and determine the steps the student is comfortable taking. You know, this push for LGBTQ and gender expansive students to have all kinds of different resources available to them, to have all this consideration available to him, isn't available to everyone else, to the average student that is just going there. And, and heaven forbid, it's a God-fearing Christian-based student. They don't get these resources. They don't get people looking after their interests. Their interests is set aside for this special group. Okay, where were we? Comfortable uh, to take. During this con conversation, school administration or the trusted adult may want to inquire with the student, excuse me, with whom the student is comfortable discussing their transition. <clears throat> Some TGE, Students uh, have not talked to their families about their gender identity because of safety concerns or lack of acceptance and may become, may begin their transition at school without parents slash guardian knowledge. So in the 
government's mind and the public school system's mind, if this student wants to transition and they haven't talked to their parents, well, we're just going to help this student anyway. What the parent think means nothing. It's not important what the parent thinks. All we go by is what's going on in that student's head. And that student's head may be jacked up, but it doesn't matter. Whatever the student thinks is what's important. Only the student knows whether it is safe to share their identity with caregivers. And schools should be mindful that some TGE students do not want or cannot have their parents slash guardians know about their transgender status. The question is to me, what are parents? I mean, if the parents aren't involved in the day-to-day life, growth, health, and welfare, spiritual, emotionally, and mental welfare of their child, they're not parents. They're basically guardians that take care of this child at night while the real parents are waiting for the child to come back in the daytime. Um, The paramount consideration in those situations is protecting the health and safety of the student, assuming that the student's gender identity is affirmed and that their privacy and confidentiality are safely maintained. These situations should be addressed on a case-by-case basis, accounting for the student's age and maturity. Who is to determine the student's maturity? I've read of grown people that have taken to quote unquote affirming care and gender transition and have regretted the decisions they've made. But we're going to take the words of a minor, the the idea, the mental um, undeveloped mind of a minor, Uh, prematurely disclosing the student's gender identity can have severe consequences for the student or prematurely uh, ignoring mental illness can do the same thing. There's one other section I want to read out of that piece of the documentation. Uh, I think it's very revealing on page 17. Whoops. Excuse me. Let me get this straight. Let's get this straight. Page 17. And the second paragraph where it says example. This is very interesting. Example. A student with the legal name Kevin comes out as transgender, excuse me, comes out as a transgender girl and asks teachers to call her Kimmy and use she, her pronouns. She is not out to her parents and requests that teachers and administrators continue to use her legal name with her parents for the time being. The teachers call her Kimmy and use she, her pronouns at school. When calling home for any reason, teachers use the name Kevin and he, him pronouns. Kimmy writes KD on her papers to avoid her parents seeing her affirmed name. Substitute. I mean, this is this is these teachers are ignoring not only reality, but they're totally disrespecting the role of the parent, the authority of the parent. And the parents might be thinking their child is going to school, getting the education, everything is going well. And the child is being misled and the parents authority is being undermined and they don't know it parents you need to be extra cautious extra vigilant and really find out exactly what's going on with your child and let me, and let me tell you when i was raising children 
I was not above going in their rooms, going through their stuff. Because number one, that was my house. I paid the bills. And if I suspected anything, I'm going to check it out. That this was not, it was not uh, a democracy. It was a dictatorship. And I was a dictator. But I was also responsible for everybody. So if I thought something wasn't right, I would investigate thoroughly. I will look through everything. And I would tell them. And, and matter of fact, I always let them know. It wasn't a democracy. It was always a dictatorship. You know, now it was a dictatorship in love. It wasn't a dictatorship in me trying to abuse or, or use them. But <clears throat> it was never a situation where, as being a parent, I was going to say, well, they have certain rights or certain things that are off limits for me. No. When you're 18 and you're grown, and, and matter of fact, if you're 18 and you're still in my house, you still don't have no off limits. But once you get grown and leave and you get your own place, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm going to pray for you and, and, and hope to keep you um, near and dear to my heart and the Lord. But while you're in my house, if I don't think things are right, I'm going to do whatever I have to do. And I also would go down to the schools and check out them. Now, we didn't have this kind of nonsense going on when I was raising kids. Thank the Lord for it. But parents now, you know, you, you, we have to be harsher. And maybe if parents in my time, and, and, and that includes me, were more proactive and more um, investigative, uh, excuse me, investigate things better, we might have seen what was going on and been able to stop it before you guys got to deal with it. Let's go back to the article um, for New York City. I mean, the state of New York. School personnel, acceptance of students, asserted gender identity should require no more than a statement from the student expressing their preference. Like I said, we got minors running in the show. It's ridiculous. Um, the guidance said, schools do not need to require permission, letters from professionals or other proof of gender identity, i.e., you can't sue them. They're covered. The state covers them. If you want to change stuff, people, you got to deal with your local politics and you got to deal with your state politics. And you got to get rid of folks that aren't looking after your interests. The guidance also said the student is in charge of their gender transition and the school's role is to provide support. Now, when, you know, you know, Johnny wants to go play out in the street. And I say, no, Johnny, you can't play out in the street. Why? Because you might get hit by a car. With this kind of mentality, I just say, oh, Johnny, go ahead. If you want to play out in the street, you know better. Johnny gets hit by a car. Uh, the school's not going to give a rat's butt. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Tolly. Your, your son got hit by a car, but there's nothing we can do. You know, you got all these signs and these pictures and all these people. I mean, it's amazing to me you can have these many people with their mind twisted. Anyway. If a student re formally requests to transition at school, the guidance advises the school administrator or other trusted adult, preferably trained in supporting LGBTQ and gender expansive students, to meet with the student to determine if the student is comfortable coming out. Some transgender and gender expansive students have not talked to their families about their gender identity because of safety concerns or lack of acceptance and may begin their transition at school without parents slash guardians knowledge, which we already noted previously. Okay, let's continue this thing. This is really sad. <clears throat> the guidance said the parent said the paramount consideration in such situations is to protect the health and safety of the student while asserting that the student's gender identity is affirmed and that their privacy and confidentiality 
are safely maintained. They keep talking about safety. Do you know when they start giving these kids these, these cross-sex hormone drugs that in many cases they're sterilized? I mean, not that if you think you're, if you're a man and you think you're a woman and you get hooked up with some other dude, you're not going to be able to have a baby anyway. But if you ever come back and you've been sterilized, you can't. And if you're a man and, and, and you let them uh, mutilate your body, destroy your penis and make a fake vagina, that thing won't make a woman. And in many cases, your sexual ability to have orgasms is gone. And so goes women when they destroy their sexual apparatus. And, and they make some kind of weird thing for women that is nowhere near a penis and it never will function. So when people go through this stuff, this stuff isn't going to function. Like God designed it to function. You know, it's amazing that these professionals, these quote unquote, these people that went with all their education, these doctors, these teachers, these administrators, they're so quick to give you the superficial acceptance instead of digging in what's going on in your head. Why do you think you're a woman? Why do you think you're a man? <clears throat> Let's continue. These situations should be addressed on a case-by-case -case basis, accounting for the student's age and maturity. Prematurely disclosing the uh, student's gender identity can have severe consequences for the student, the guidance says, like we read that. The report also lays out extensive guidance for schools with regards to things such as gender segregated activities, which are generally discouraged. It, if gender segregated activities do take place, schools are advised to let students participate in a manner most consistent with their gender identity without penalty. Teachers are also discouraged from segregating genders in physical education, which the New York uh, school, whoever they are, a note could potentially alienate LGBT students, potentially alienate them. Let me finish this. It is recommended, um, back up, it recommended separating students instead of based on things such as skill level. Since New York state law prohibits discrimination based on sex, gender identity, and gender expression, it is essential that schools accept and respect a student's assertion of their own gender identity, the report said. School employees should take every effort to avoid utilizing gender stereotypes with all students. Now, look at this when I said with all students. So the idea is this. If some boy said he identifies as a girl, they want to let the boy go in there and, and, and dress with the girls. With the, you know, in the gym clothes, take the shower, all this stuff. Yeah, but that's disrespecting uh, all students. The average, everyday, biologically female girl that identifies as a biologically female girl and also identifies uh, from the mindset that as a biologically female girl, she is not comfortable with biologically boys who think they're female girls in her presence. They ignore this. They don't care about that. You know, so they're not really looking for all, taking care of all students. They want to take care of the students that they want to take care of. The LGBTQ people. And there's a lot of money in that, folks, but you need to know there's millions and millions of dollars involved in this stuff. And don't think for a minute that the school districts 
don't know that. And in some kind of way, that money is being filtered to them. But the medical issues, once you start taking these cross-sexual hormones, once you start mutilating your body, you are a patient for life. Because they have to keep giving you this stuff. They have to keep working with you. These boys who have lost their penises due to surgical procedures that destroyed them and made this so-called fake vagina, they have a constant problem with closure. This thing wants to close up like a womb. So they have to have be dilated. Every day, they got to stick something in there, like a dildo or something to keep that thing open. Because that thing ain't real. On a real female, they don't have to stick anything in there because it's real. Okay, let's go. Parental notification regarding students who identify as transgender has become an issue in the public schools nationwide. California middle school teachers, Elizabeth Marabelli and Lori Ann West recently sued Escondido Union School District and the California State Board of Education in May, alleging they were instructed to hide a student's gender identity from parents in violation of their Christian faith. Here you go. They don't care about the students, and what I mean, they don't care about the student. They don't care about the fact that the student is a minor and the parent should have authority over the decisions that the student makes. And they don't care about the teachers. They want the teacher to sit over here and give the parents a false sense of security if they talk to, uh, uh, you know, the parents. You know, the parent talk to, I mean, the teachers talk to the parents and the parents ask questions. And the teacher tells them answers consistent with the idea to keep this transition or this gender ideology hid from the parent. Whereas the parent, if the parent is a normal parent, in many cases, and the teacher seems affable, they believe the, the, the teacher. They trust the teacher. You want to trust your child's teacher. You want to trust whoever is watching over your children all day long. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, there may be some good people still out there, and I'm sure there are, but by and large, the, the apparati is geared for destruction. I mean, it's geared for the honest teacher to be a liar. Paul Jonah, an attorney with the Thomas More Society, who was representing the women, told Fox News Digital last month that he was surprised to learn how pervasive similar policies have become in schools, even in deep red states. Joanna noted the case of Pamela Richard, a retired teacher in Kansas, who received a $95,000 settlement last fall after a lawsuit against a Geary County School District whose administrators allegedly expected her to deceive parents about student gender identity. See? <laughs> this stuff is going on nationwide, folks. This stuff is going on everywhere. They don't care what you what I, what we as parents think. They're sold to this LGBTQ plus thing. And I and I and in all my just about all my videos, I hearken back to in the in the 90s, excuse me, in the 80s. When this thing started being unleashed against us, guilt was placed on society. Guilt was the homosexual community just wanted to live their life. We just want to be out of the closet. We don't want to bother nobody. We don't want to harm your children. We don't want to mess with marriage. We're not, 
forcing anybody to believe what we believe. We just want you guys to let us live our life. And so we let our guard down. We said, okay, fine. Let them live their life. Where are we now? Not only must we uh, allow them out of the closet, they throw, they ramming this stuff down our throat. It's in the, it's not just in the stupid Bud Light commercials and and the and, and just about every movie or TV show we have to deal with it. They made a law in California before I left that state, my home state, whereas they're teaching great people or the history of people in the LGBT mu uh, movement in the schools. Now, think about it. When I was growing up, we never taught history based on somebody's sexual proclivities. Never. I mean, whatever their sexual proclivities were, that was irrelevant. You know, if, if they did some good stuff, we might have taught history on them. If they did some bad stuff, we might have taught history on them. But it was never based on their sexual proclivities. Now it is. President of the United States just had this big hoopla about a week or so ago with this transgender uh, um, gathering at the White House. If they put up some kind of transgender uh, LGBT flag, they mounted two American flags on the side and that thing in the middle, which is in a violation of the flag code. Who cares? I mean, Democrats do what they want to do. I saw a video the other day where police officers in the city of San Francisco, they were doing their, I guess their normal standard, um, what do you call it? Um, march or, or when they do the flag raising. And, you know, they were taking their procedures, but it wasn't just the American flag. They were holding this dadgum LGBTQ plus T whatever flag and giving it an, a, an honor like it was something special and raising that thing. <sighs> These people are destroying society. Like I said, they claim they didn't want to just, they just wanted to come out. Now they got the drag queen thing, the story hours everywhere. They got grown men jiggling around children, not just in libraries, but in schools. Wearing thongs and having kids putting money in it. We got, we're, we're going through all this stuff because we let our guard down and we fell for the lie. And they're telling us, you know, Isaiah 520, we're good as bad and bad as good, that we're bad, that the Christian is bad, because we're, we're homophobic, we're transphobic, uh, we're evil because we can't see the goodness in grown men in fake bras, you know, wigs and hair, jiggling around acting like they're women. And we can't see the goodness and letting little kids be mutilated for life. And we can't see the goodness of, uh, of sodomy being uh, demonstrated everywhere. That was New York. Let's go to California. Let's see what's going on in my former home state. Let us see here. Let me get this up here for us. It says, evil new California bill charges parents <laughs> with child abuse for refusing to affirm their kids' gender identity. Bill co-authored once led successful effort to lower crime penalties for knowingly spreading HIV. That's right. I wrote about this guy years ago. State Senator Scott Weiner. You know, we had to, you know, I guess anybody, you know, people named Weiner, you got to watch out for. Remember Anthony Weiner? He was pretty bad. Here's Scott. Here's Mr. Weiner. This guy. 
This guy made a bill which passed through the state of California. Unbelievable. Years ago. It used to be a felony if you slept with somebody and gave them HIV or AIDS and they didn't know your condition. And you did. It's no more. This guy, this guy put through a bill that changed that to a misdemeanor. A misdemeanor. You you can, just like Hunter's, uh, I guess, you know, when he did his tax evasion and all this other stuff, or if that was you or me, we'd be locked up for years. It's a misdemeanor. Anyway, this guy, now if somebody knowingly uh, infects somebody with HIV or AIDS, without telling that person that that's what they are. They can do six months, maybe, in the county jail. Maybe. It's not a big deal anymore. Thank the state senator, Scott Weiner. I'm going to show you another picture of him that isn't looking so friendly as this one. Well, depends on what is your proclivity. But let's read the article. Parents should think seriously about leaving. <laughs> parents in California should think seriously about leaving now. I think parents should have been thinking about that for a long time. The state is on the cusp of enacting an evil piece of legislation co-authored by the childless. I'm not lying up here with the thing, thing excuse me. Uh, individual who once successfully led an effort to lower criminal penalties for knowingly spreading HIV. Well, he's childless because he's a he's a sodomite. Uh, anyway, the Washington Free Beacon reported Thursday that, that a newly revised bill, AB 957, advancing through the legislature, would penalize parents for refusing to affirm their child's gender identity. This would be punished as a violation of the health, safety, and welfare of the child within the state family code. Now, you would think that normal people, normal politicians would say, oh, this is crazy. But see, there's nothing normal about the state of California. California is ran totally by the Democratic Party, period. Totally. The Democratic Party runs it. Um, the California Senate, the California uh, legislature, and the governor. And they have a super majority. The Republicans can do nothing. So it begs the question, what the hell is wrong with the citizens of California where you keep voting for these crazy people that are taking away your very rights now and they're telling you, screw you as a parent, we know what's best. And if you don't take cow down to us, we might put you in jail. See, they had recently passed a bill that if you're ch if a child, person under 18, thought they were transgender or something like this, this when I say recently, within the last about three years ago or so, if they thought they were transgender or, or having... Uh, gender identity issues. It was illegal to get them counseling. You could not get medical counseling. You could not get psychological counseling for your child. That was illegal. Now, why would that be illegal, Sam? Because they didn't want children to change. They want them. They want this change. Why do you think now they're saying this? They're, they're, they're fortifying it. I mean, it's, it's evil, evil people running that state. And they keep voting for these evil, evil people. Let's continue. Individuals, oh, she had barely read that. The Washington, let me see, let me read, I read that too. Okay. Family code. All right. AB 957 originally passed the California State Assembly back on May 3rd, as the Daily Signal reported on Friday. 
Assembly member Lori Wilson, Democrat, uh, Sioux Sin City, wrote the bill and introduced it on February 14th. But the state senator, Scott Weiner, childless man who co-authored the legislation, amended it in the California Senate on June 6th. The signal explains how the shift happened. Originally, AB 957 required courts to consider whether a child's parents were gender-affirming in custody cases. Wiener's amendment completely rewrites California standards of child care. AB 957 post-amendment would include a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity as part of the health, safety, and welfare of the child, altering the definition and application of the entire California Family Code. The signal explains that this gives corrupt California courts total authority to remove the child from his or her parents' home. I guess if that's if the parents know if they're he or she, a little sarcasm. If parents object to the radical left's LGBTQ ideological agenda. But this is not the most sinister part of the bill, though conservative activist Greg Price notes that California, excuse me, that parents could be charged with child abuse, a criminal penalty if they so much as object to their child's preferred pronouns. You listen to this. If a parent, if a child came and said, look, you know, Johnny said, look, mom, dad, you're going to start calling me Gloria. Now, if I'm Johnny's dad, mom, I ain't calling you no Gloria. When I with this law, you can be in trouble criminally. If your child wants to, <laughs> this is insanity, folks. This is insanity. And, and I wouldn't doubt if old a demonic Newsom wouldn't sign the bill. Oh, man. So not only can parents lose their children to a kangaroo court, they could go to jail for simply not going along with their child's warped version of basic biology. So they already took away your capacity to get counseling. I don't know if some, you know, if a preacher worth his salt would counsel the kid anyway. But the psychologists, uh, they're not allowed to, to counsel. And, you know, by the way, they had also made another law, too. I forgot about this one. I think it's being challenged in some court out there where doctors must affirm the government's ideology on what a person is. You know, I, I think I got this one right. Or they were talking about, maybe they weren't necessarily talking about the person thing. They were talking about, say, the medical procedure. You know, if, 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 if uh, government thinks certain medical procedures are good for you, doctors are not allowed to speak against those procedures or they could be held in trouble in California. <sighs> Telling you folks, this is some wild stuff. The Free Beacon notes the legislation makes no distinction regarding the age of the child, of a child, how long a child has identified as transgender or affirmation of social transition versus medical sex change treatment. That means little Johnny could be five years old and say, I'm a girl. And they say, no, you ain't. And he can go talk to some crazy elementary school teacher and she can go call the police. <laughs> and the police come ask you, little Johnny, are you a girl? I think I'm a girl, but mommy says that I'm not a girl. And police can come and arrest mommy if this weird law was to go in effect. This, this is insanity, folks. Okay. 
Wiener, the man who wants to rip your child away from you, has been conducting a war on California families and endangering the broader public for years. That's true. I think, and I'm not sure, I think I remember him co-authoring another bill that made public drunkenness legal in California. You get sloppy drunk and fall out in the middle of the street. Oh, well. I guess if you don't move in six to seven hours, the police might see if you still got a pulse, then, you know, call a coroner if you're dead. But there's no public drunkenness anymore. The Free Beacon notes, Wiener is simultaneously advancing a separate bill that would require foster parents to promise to affirm trans-identifying children. He also introduced a law in 2022 which would make California a so-called haven where out-of-state children undergoing gender assignment surgery without their parents' permission. That law is in effect. So if, if a wife and husband, which was the case of this guy in Texas trying to do something where his wife ran off with his son and daughter, and then she was over here, ran to California to transition the son, the law in California now is if a wife and husband are in disagreement with this nonsense, and but say 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 hypothetically, if the court in your state says, well, we agree with the parent that the child should not be transitioned, and the child was forbidden to be to be removed from the state and given custody to the other parent, and say if the losing parent takes that child and flees to California. Right now, California will not honor uh, uh, extradition, extradition papers from the other state, will not honor the court's demands of the other state, will not honor the parents' demands of the other state. They won't honor anything. They say California is a sanctuary state to that. So California right now, if you want to mutilate your child but your spouse don't want to, take them to California. And California will validate that. And we can thank Mr. Wiener for that too, I guess. Wiener's most infamous authored piece of legislation came back in 2017. That was what I'm talking about. However, the vile man succeeded in his effort to lower the penalty for knowingly spreading HIV to sexual partners from a felony to a misdemeanor. Yep. Here he is again. State Senator Scott Weiner out there with some of his friends. This is where we are, people. This is where the United States of America is in 2023. And California, my home state, leads the way in total debauchery. They're so bold as to just tell you right now, and I guess this bill might pass because all the other ones did, that you don't matter as a parent. Well, I say, parents, you do matter. You're the only thing that does matter, this side of heaven, as far as these children's concerned. We need to take back our country. We need to take back control of our schools. And by the way, if you can get your kids out of these public schools, by all means, do it. You know, the, the, the teachers union and all these, these people are fascinating to me. They will always want you to put money in, in, the, in the teachers union, but they don't want you to have vouchers. And I've been a voucher advocate for years, you know, since the, the parents, and the regular taxpayer, we're paying for all this stuff. We Public school isn't free. We pay for it. But they don't want to give us the choice to educate our children the way we want to. 
Now they want to educate our children and indoctrinate our children at the same time. And not just indoctrinate them, but physically castrate and destroy them if we allow them. But we have to stop it. We have to stop it. We have to get control of our kids. If we can get them out of there, get them out of there. But you need to vote for your values. You need to vote for people that line up with your values and quit voting for folks that don't. I don't care what political persuasion you've been used to or you've been told that you are. It's stupid to vote for folks that are destroying your life, destroying your family, and that you can't trust uh, your children to be a part of. We need to, like I said, if you can homeschool, homeschool. If you get them in a charter school, get them in a charter school. If you got to go to a public school, fight. Fight that thing. Go to the Board of Education meetings. Go down to the schools. You know, Let your children know that you love them. That's the most important thing you can do. But don't quit being a parent. You know, this big lie, one of the biggest lies these transgender organizations and doctors and folks say is, oh, would you rather have a, a dead son or a live daughter? That is a lie from the pit of hell. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. These people that are letting them mutilate their child, I, I dread today when that child gets old enough to understand what the hell happened to them and they go back to their parents and say, why did you let them do this to me? You were supposed to protect me. And that is your job as a parent. The worst thing a parent could do is to try to be their child's friend. That's the worst. The only time that you can be a friend with your child is once they're grown and gone. And then, even then, you still have a higher echelon as a parent. You can be their friend because you can't dictate their life to them no more. You guys can communicate on a more uh, level balance, although you will always have a higher level to a degree. But when you're raising them, they are looking for you to protect them. And many times you have to protect them from themselves. And now you got to protect them from even more people, from these schools, from these administrators, from these crazy government officials. Never uh, try to be your kid's friend. Never trust these politicians or these school people anymore. Trust God. Keep your eyes on the prize. Be vigilant. And don't let them fool you. This is Sam Tolley, and I'm out.